You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil and I will be one of your hosts today. Joining me in the studio is Jeff. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, just a quick note, if this is the first time you've ever heard our show because of the uh, special nature of this episode, which is a Game of Thrones uh, two-parter, uh, our show is just a weekly pub trivia style game show that you can um, listen to for uh, a, a different type of game each week uh, as far as the questions are concerned, but it's kind of recreating the uh, pub trivia experience. And then we also have bonus episodes such as this one for specific TV shows, movies, uh, pop culture, uh, as well as a bunch of other content. So if if you are first listening to this episode because of Game of Thrones, uh, we uh, hope that you go to our back episodes and give us a shot. Uh, at the time of this recording, we just passed 100 episodes and we're super proud of that. And we hope that you uh, give us a chance and check out some of our content. So today's game is going to be pretty special. All of our competitors uh, wrote questions that uh, each of them are going to be answering. We have six competitors who signed up, and we're going to have three head-to-head games of one-on-one. And the winners of those games are going to move on to a special part two episode. And a uh, another guest, uh, guest competitor is going to join them for a four-for-all uh, for the, I guess, Game of Thrones, maybe the throne, to sit on the throne. I don't know. I guess that's the whole point of it, right? Watch the throne or... Right, Jeff? Well... As uh, Cersei Lannister says, Neil, uh, when you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. Exactly what she said. Um, But why don't you tell us a little bit about your history with the show, Jeff, uh, because I know you're a diehard fan, and then we'll introduce our competitors. Yeah, uh, I'm a pretty avid fan. I've been watching this show since the very premiere episode. I haven't missed a single premiere at 8 o'clock Central, I guess, for any single episode, regardless of location uh, for me on Earth, because that's moved around a few times during the show. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I've, I've read the books. That was mostly inspired by a really terrible experience I had at the end of season four, uh, watching Oberyn Martell die at the hands, quite literally the hands of the mountain. And uh, I, I vowed from there I would, uh, I would read the books because I, I didn't want to go uh without knowing what was going to happen and then of course the show ran right past it the following season basically so um there's been a lot of not knowing what's going to happen and uh, i've enjoyed every moment of it 
Well, good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's obviously an iconic show. It's in the pantheon of the uh, golden age of television, which uh, a lot of people say we're still in since uh, basically the millennium, uh, starting with Sopranos and a bunch of other shows like Breaking Bad and The Wire and et cetera. But Game of Thrones uh, is definitely a phenom that uh, has a very uh, rich fan base, uh, some of who I'm sure have, are you listening at home. And uh, we hope you enjoy today's episode. So let's let's get to our competitors who signed up to take part in this battle. So our first contestant is coming to us from Denver, Colorado, and they are United States champion on our Patreon. And we appreciate that. And that's Kelsey Barcombe. How's it going, Kelsey? Good. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I am a biomedical scientist in Denver. Uh, and I got into Game of Thrones because my fiance is a huge fan of the book series and really wanted me to read them when we started dating, but I compromised that I would start watching the show. I love uh, badass female characters and strong animal characters, so uh, it was a big hit for me, and I've seen the show through a few times, and I think I've absorbed a lot of book information because it's always around in my house. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, One question we're going to ask everyone uh, is, uh, why don't you tell us uh, one weapon from the Game of Thrones universe that you would love to have, and then maybe a character that you identify with? Am I allowed to pick a direwolf as a weapon? Sure, why not? Because that's really what I want more than anything. Of course. Uh, Along those same lines, I think the character I identify with would be Arya Stark, other than the, you know, murderous assassin part of her. Uh, But I always liked how she did her own thing and didn't feel the need to be a stereotypical woman, which I've always done in my life as well. Great choice. Uh, Arya is one of my favorites. And uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, Our next competitor is Matt Doherty. He's a cruiserweight champion on Patreon for us, which we appreciate. And he's coming to us from Baldwin, Wisconsin. How's it going, Matt? Hey, guys. Yep, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for for joining us again. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself for the listeners who might not know you? Sure. Um, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, 42 years old. I live in Baldwin, Wisconsin. I work for a medical company called Be The Match. We do the matching people up that have blood cancers with stuff like that. So, yeah. So, we're for them. Two kids, twins, and, uh, yeah, watch a lot of Game of Thrones. Uh, <clears throat> I uh, used to be ashamed, but I'm no longer ashamed to say that I have watched every single episode at least 10 times. So, I'm little bit of a loser and i've uh, read each book at least two times sometimes three times so um yeah a little into game of thrones a little bit too much so hey that's all right that's why you're here and uh and we love that you're here with us and you were the one who actually came up with the idea of the weapon of choice so why don't you tell us your uh, weapon in the game of thrones universe you would like and what character you identify with well the nuclear option is always drogon so gotta go with drogon uh, and then the person I like the most or identify the most with is probably Gendry because he's a little bit uh, doubted and uh, often overlooked and just kind of a solid person without uh, much fanfare around him. So Gendry. Well, good reasons there. And he's really strong. He's did all the rowing. I mean, it took him like years. So it's great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, our next competitor uh, coming to us from Arlington, Virginia. Uh, she's a United States champion on patreon and that is caitlin joyce how's it going caitlin it's going well how are you guys doing well thank you for joining us uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then uh your uh, weapon of choice and character you identify with most uh yeah so like you, like you said i'm from uh well not from arlington virginia but i live here now uh from downstate you originally uh transplanted down here 
and I am a engineer and I program for a company that makes um, software for pharma companies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in my spare time, I train for triathlons, watch way too much Game of Thrones on TV, and I read a lot. So I've read all the books as well. And I live here with my two dogs, boyfriend, and a cat. Full house? Oh, yeah. Very full. 900 square feet of full. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, what uh, what weapon would you like in the universe? Oh, it would be Beric Dondarrion's flaming sword. Ooh, that sounds pretty sweet. Uh, and then how about uh, what character uh, do you identify with most? I identify with Liana um, Mormont, mostly because <laughs> I just like her faces she makes when she's just mercilessly judging people as a <laughs> like 12-year-old girl. <laughs> Uh, that's like Jeff here in the studio every time someone gets yeah. a question wrong. Uh, well, uh, well, we appreciate you being here, and uh, we hope maybe after this you will you will participate in a triathlon while listening to the audiobook versions of Game of Thrones and get through all of uh, them. If it wasn't illegal, I would. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Thank you for joining us. Uh, our next competitor uh, is Matthew Kirk. He's coming to us from San Diego, California. And uh, just for the purposes of the show, since we have two Matts, he will be known as Kirk. So uh, how's it going, Kirk? Going very well. Thanks for asking. Of course. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Born and raised in San Diego. I've been here pretty much my whole life with a couple years of exception. I work for a life sciences company and uh, got into Game of Thrones probably about five years ago. Uh, One of my friends just had it on and I saw a dragon and that's pretty much all that it needed to hook me in. So I, uh, you know, was been a big Dungeons and Dragons player my whole life. So uh, just kind of by proxy got... uh, Got dragged into it, and uh, yeah, been a pretty pretty faithful watcher of the show. Haven't read the books, and I know that's sort of a taboo, but for for me, I, I knowing the difference between uh, the show and the books, I, I've tried to stay away from them, <laughs> just so I avoid. Uh, I, I want to finish the show before I try to go back and read the books. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Want to finish the show clean? The character I identify the most with. Um, Probably would be Samwell, uh, just because he's kind of the nerdiest nerd of the nerds and wants to learn everything. And uh, to go along with that, I would definitely want to have some dragon glass on me. Great choice. Great choice. Well, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Our next competitor uh, coming to us from Buffalo, New York, is Eric Ede. How's it going, Eric? Uh, Like you said, I'm from Buffalo, New York. I'm a nurse, um, a male nurse. Yeah, rock on. Other than trivia, I don't do much now because I'm married with kids. Um, so that takes a lot of my life up. And But when my friends say we can go to trivia, we'll go. We've been to Geek Bowl twice. Nice. Twice. Awesome. Including last year and the year before. So we're hoping to go to Chicago this year or next year. So Yeah, we hope we see all of you in Chicago. Uh, and you actually reached out uh, to the show uh, through one of the ads that we had at Geek Bowl, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the only reason I found out about you guys. I saw it came up on the big screen there. So I'm like... I'm always looking for more trivia in my life. Oh, sweet. Well, we got you. That's that's what matters. Yeah. We got you. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get more people like with me to listen. So. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, and why don't you tell us about uh, your weapon of choice and a uh, character you identify with? Uh, my weapon of choice probably be Ned's sword. It's just huge and badass. And when I'm tired, I can lean on it. And, you know, it'd be nice just to <laughs> take a nap every now and again. And uh, would it be Ned as your character you identify with? No, or? my character actually would be Tormund because he's just, he's got an <laughs> amazing beard that I just envy more than anything in the world. Um, and he's just, you know, just, I don't know, I think the most badass character in the whole show. But 
Do you amazing. smile really awkwardly too? I do. I'm told I do quite a bit. <laughs> uh, I'm told that my face just like you can read my expression without me saying anything, and I'm like, I don't even realize I'm throwing stuff out there that I'm throwing out there. <laughs> hey, well, that's all right. You, you got a good beard yourself right now, so you shouldn't. No, it's not. It's not. Hey, I can't grow facial hair at all, so I, I envy it. I will vouch uh, for that. Yeah. Yeah, I still have the uh, the uh, genes of like a 16 year old boy, apparently. So, um, but uh, last but typical Dutch yeah, boy. Yeah, Dutch boy. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and for people who don't know what that is, you're in for a rude awakening. Uh, our last but not least competitor uh, coming to us from Glen Ellen, Illinois, which is uh, just down the street from us, actually, about 20 minutes. Uh, and uh, him and his wife are cruiserweight uh, champions on our Patreon is Andrew Woolery. How's it going, Andrew? Good. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm a father of two young boys. Uh, believe it or not, I'm also in the healthcare industry. Seems like we're six for six on that one, really. Uh, I'm a scientist at a diagnostic company. Um, I've been into the series since high school, which was all the way back in the early 2000s. I actually first read the books after, like right after Storm of Swords came out. So I'm one of those people that had to have the long wait for the next two books. And now I'm just jaded for the last (laughs) one. But I still enjoy the show and, you know, whatever we get, we get. Uh, well, no, I mean, that's, that's all you can ask for. Uh, I mean, I, I was telling, uh, the competitors before we started that I still have a few seasons, uh, to go to catch up on, but, uh, I'll get there and, um, I'm excited about it because I, I think it's a really well-crafted show. Um, Andrew, why don't you tell us, uh, your weapon of choice and the character you identify with most? Uh, it would probably be a crossbow just to keep my distance and relatedly probably also Samuel Tarly. So nice right. and cowardly. No, I love Samwell's getting some love because I, I love that character and he needs he needs some love. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's appreciated, I'm sure, from him. Um, Is well, he so cowardly, though? I thought it was Marin Trant that was hiding with the women and children. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if somebody else said Samwell, I was going to say Podrick, but, you know. Oh, Pod is great. <laughs> yeah. Podrick's awesome. Um, I'm so happy somebody said Liana Mormont, though. Uh, I, was, I was watching the show the other day and the I think like the the first scene when they're they're going to ask for her help uh i was like oh i don't know who this girl is but she's she should be something because like this this is great she's she's fantastic and then there's a scene um when she like tries to rally she basically rallies the whole north and i'm like oh my god the show is the best <laughs> yeah she's, she's she is the best feminist <laughs> yeah, in the entire show <laughs> yeah she's super badass let's see what would i say uh since i didn't get a go neil Let's see. I, I would love to be a Tyrion, because uh, I have a I have a soft spot for well, among other things, uh, cripples and bastards. Um, but I'm no Jon Snow, uh, so I'd rather be sharp and cunning like Tyrion and get by on my wits. Tyrion's basically the poster child for bar trivia, right? He knows things and he drinks. That that's very accurate. In fact, our 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 trivia host often wears a shirt uh, from Game of Thrones that says, "I drink and I know things." So, yeah, he, he is the poster child of, of trivia everywhere, I guess. Plus, can you really say John's a bastard anymore? <laughs> oh, no, I haven't gotten there. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, spoilers! I know, I, I know he's not. Jeez. The uh, weapon of choice, let's see, nobody nobody went with uh, something off the cuff, so I'm going to go, uh, I'll go Tears of Lease. Well, no one needs to hear who my characters are, but... Um... Just from where I'm at, uh, Arya is probably my favorite character. And since it's been said already, I will say uh, I do like professional wrestling. And if I was in wrestling, I would be a heel, which is a bad guy. Uh, so I would pick uh, Littlefinger. That would be my character, and uh, which is very surprising, I'm sure, for people who know me. But uh, who cares? I like Littlefinger. You sort of have the Peter Baelish look about you. Yes, I do, Jeff. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my weapon uh, would be Longclaw. There you go. 
that uh, that concludes our introduction for all our awesome competitors who are joining us today. If uh, anyone would like to uh, join Patreon, which some of these competitors are Patreon supporters, uh, and you can support our show, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. And uh, a little bit later, Jeff will talk a little bit more about that. But uh, right before we get started here, uh, the way it's going to work, we got three games of one-on-one. It's going to be 10 questions. Uh, highest score wins. If there's a tie, we have some tiebreaker questions. And we have randomly selected uh, who will be facing each other and also what sigils they will be uh, fighting under. So our first game is going to be between uh, Matt Doherty, and he's going to be fighting for House Lannister. And uh, he will be up against uh, Kelsey Barkham uh, for House Stark. So let's get Matt and Kelsey in the hot seat. And uh, Jeff, why don't you take it away for this first mini game? All right. So your first question to you both: um, How much Hodor could a Hodor Hodor if Hodor Hodor Hodor? Okay. No, seriously though, <laughs> what is Hodor's birth name? Locked in. Yeah, locked in too. All right. And uh, what did you say on that one, Kelsey? Willis. And Matt. Yeah, Willis. All right. And uh, both uh, both competitors will be getting points for that one. All right. Question number two. Uh, Dumbledore, War Machine, and Marty McFly's girlfriend have all been victims of recasting. Game of Thrones is also susceptible to this, having recast at least 11 characters. Which is the only character who was recast three times? Locked in. Locked in also. All right, what did you say on that one, Matt? Dario Naharis. And Kelsey? I believe it's The Mountain. And the correct answer is Gregor Clegane, The Mountain. Mm. Yeah, season one, he was portrayed by Conan Stevens. Season two was Ian White. And then uh, Half Thor Bjornsson since uh, four and on. And I know how to pronounce that letter. Uh, that looks like a weird P because uh, I went to Iceland, if you didn't know that, Neil. I do know you went I to Iceland. Because I talk about it all the time. I, hope, I wish Thor, <laughs> Thor would have like thrown you over a, an actual mountain. He could have. He's absolutely enormous. All right. <laughs> uh, question three. Um, who uttered these kind words and to whom did he or she say them to? I will pray for your safe return, my lord, just as I pray for the kings. I'm locked in. Jeez, man, come on. <laughs> All these shows that I've watched in one quote, I can't nail it down here. Okay, uh, I'm going to be wrong, but I'll lock in. All right, and what was your answer for that one, Matt? I think it was Sansa, who was she saying it to? Mm-hmm. Tyrion. Okay. And Kelsey, what was your answer on this? I had the same thing, Sansa to Tyrion. Yep, that is uh, Sansa directing it towards Tyrion. Oh, nice poll. Nice poll. Yeah. So don't feel too bad, Matt. You had uh, you had that one. <laughs> yeah. You, you were sweating it out a little bit, but uh, you got <laughs> I <there>. was. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I know all this useless crap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, Game of Thrones knowledge, I would, I would say, is not useless crap. Um, <laughs> all right, question four. Everyone loves a good nickname. Kingslayer, Queen of Thorns, The Hound, Littlefinger. Some nicknames are not so great. What is Davos Seaworth's nickname? Locked in. All right, Kelsey? Uh, the Onion Knight. And Matt? Yep, The Onion Knight. That is correct, The Onion Knight. Question five. Uh, Tyrion Lannister didn't have much luck with the ladies. His lover cheated and betrayed him. His second wife left him, and his first wife was working for his father in one form or another. What was the name of his first wife? Locked in. Yeah, she was only referenced a couple of times in the in the uh, in the sh- in the show. Starts the T. 
the Taisha or Taisha Taisha. Kelsey, what was your answer for this one? I said Taisha. And the correct answer is Taisha. Looks like after five questions, a very, very close game. Kelsey with uh, 50 points, uh, batting perfect. And Matt uh, with 40 right behind her. So really close. Question six. Uh, Daenerys honored her family by naming her three dragons after her two brothers and her late husband. What are their names? Locked in. Uh, I'm also locked in. Okay. Uh, What was your answer on that one, Matt? Drogon, Rhaegal, and Viserion. And Kelsey. Uh, Viserion, Drogon, and Rhaegal. Well done. That's uh, full points for everyone. All right, on to question seven. Uh, so it's all spoilers here for Neil. Uh, oh, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Just rip the bandaid off. Oh, it's it's a painful one. Uh, so we find out in the TV show that Lyanna Stark was never kidnapped by Rhaegar Targaryen, but left willingly to marry him. She bore him a single child, a son, before dying from complications. However, Rhaegar had two other children named Rhaenys and Aegon, with his first wife. Who was that wife? I know the last name. <laughs> Struggling on the first name. And this is one where I, I will want first last, so. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. I'll lock in. All right. I'm probably wrong, but... I am locked in as well. All right, and what was your answer, Kelsey? I was trying to think of that scene with Gilly where she's like, what is a null bit? Uh, and I don't remember if she said it at all there, but I went with Elia Martel. All right. And Matt? Yeah, I had Ellie, but I guess it's Elia. But... And last name? Oh, Martel. Okay. Yeah. She's from Dorn. <laughs> just, just to clarify. Okay. So, uh, yes, uh, it's Elia uh, Martel. So I think we have to award points uh, just to Kelsey on that one. The pronunciation is said several times in the scene between the mountain and the viper uh, as he exclaims to the mountain, Elia uh, Martel, you will say her name. You raped her, you murdered her, you murdered her children. So, well, thanks for bringing the show down. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, I mean, yeah, it's, but it is one of the more powerful scenes um, in, in the show because uh, the, the Vipers sort of gets his revenge. I think, I, I, does, I, I think the mountain dies, technically. <laughs> well, to me, world, to me, he dies. The world may never know. <laughs> Question number eight. Uh, Melisandre preaches about the Lord of Light and his power. In her fire, she sees a vision of the prince who was promised, a savior who will be reborn and bring light and fire. By what other name does she call this prince? Locked I'm locked in. in. Oh, seems to be an easy one. All right, uh, what did you say on this one, Matt? Azora High. And Kelsey? Uh, Azora High. Well done. Uh, although I, the prince, I guess, is in quotes. Um, it depends on, I guess, my understanding of High Valyrian, right? <laughs> Don't look at me. I have no idea. <laughs> we have some great people. I think it's non-gendered according to Masanda. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that's why I thought it was funny that uh, somebody who wrote this question, I, and I'll, I'll thank people at the end, of the, but uh, the prince in quotes, very much appreciated. So yeah, not, not gender specific, but uh, Azor Ahai is the correct answer. And uh, two left, right, Neil? Two left is correct. All right. So on to question nine. The House of Stark has been around for centuries, guarding the north and ensuring the wall is manned and protected. Who was the founder of House Stark to whom the wall is attributed? I'm locked in. Um, also locked in. All right. What did you say for this one, Kelsey? Uh, Bran the Builder. And Matt. Yep. Brandon Stark or Bran the Builder. Yep. Brandon Stark or Bran the Builder, either would be acceptable, is correct. Is he uh, related to Bob the Builder? 
Uh, I don't believe so, no. Okay. Um, so, so no toys to buy for Brandon Builder. But, I mean, book six hasn't come out yet, so maybe there's something with George R. R. Martin that we just don't know yet. Maybe that's his Shyamalan twist as he just releases a kid's <laughs> oh book called God. Brand the Builder. That would be so terrible. <laughs> On to question 10. In the books, Brand dreams where he's in the mind of summer turned out to be not just dreams. He has the ability to enter the minds of animals and sometimes people. People with this power are known by what term? Locked in. Locked in. All right, Matt, what was your answer for this? It's a green seer. And Kelsey. I said warg. So uh, specifically having the ability would make you a warg, but also all green seers had the ability to warg, so green seers would also count for credit. All right. Well, uh, looks like after our first mini game, Matt ended up with 80 out of 100 possible points, and Kelsey uh, was perfect that round, so she had 100. So uh, Kelsey uh, of House Stark is going to be moving on, and uh, Matt of House Lannister unfortunately did not prevail today. And now his watch has ended. Well, at least you know. At least we hope it fits with the canon eventually. Huh? <laughs> Santa Lancers will go down in fire and fury. Yes, the North remembers. Yes, they do. <laughs> Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's uh, let's say thanks to who wrote those uh, questions, yes. those 10 questions. So yes, thank you to... Uh Caitlin and Eric, those were provided by them. So, Yeah, great questions. So our next head-to-head matchup is going to be Kirk uh, representing the House of Targaryen against Andrew, who's uh, representing the House of Baratheon. Fire and blood. Uh, I'm going to read these questions. So apologies to all of you who uh, are clearly super fans if I butcher anything, but I will do my best. Uh, I will be speaking in the uh, the original Valerian. Hi, Valerian. Is that a language, right? Valerian. Yeah, yeah. They, and they make steel. Okay. I do need the iPad, though, to read the questions. You will. You I, do, will I did not memorize them. <laughs> That's not a problem. Here you go. <laughs> All right. Question one. How many times was Beric Dondarrion brought back to life by the grace of the Lord of the Light and maybe Thoros of Mir? Locked in. Mm-hmm. I'm locked in, I guess. Okay. Uh, let's start with Andrew. I said eight times. It's half guess. And Kirk. I believe it was six. And the points will be going to Kirk. It was six. Ah, well done. Right. Uh, going to question two. 
What is the first name that Liana gives to Jon Snow? Locked in. Locked in. Okay, let's go to Kirk. Aegon. And Andrew? Also Aegon. And Aegon is correct. Points to both. All right, uh, moving right along to question three. For 500 years, this sword has been wielded by the Tarleys of Horn Hill. Ugh, crap. I'm locked in. I'm so mad. Because this is the sword that Sam wanted, and then he had to abdicate because he had to go to the the maesters. Crap. Okay, engage fantasy weapon name generator. Um, how about... <laughs> this name could be in any fantasy like series i think <laughs> yeah that's that's why i'm like i might as well just take a stab at it um well kirk what did the fantasy uh, weapon name generator give you silverhorn yeah silverhorn all right and andrew i've got heartsbane i'm like 75 percent confident well you should be 100 percent because that is the answer heartsbane okay. mm. uh for some reason i see heartsbane on here and in a complete non sequitur it reminds me of the great song from rocky four hearts on fire um <laughs> Where he works out before he fights Drago. <laughs> he fights Drogon. Want to get strong and you don't have a lot of time, you got to do a montage. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Number four. Azor Ahai is the ancient prophecy of the prince who was promised. After a long summer, dark winds rose up from the north and Azor Ahai defeated the darkness with his famous sword, Lightbringer. In season seven of the show, Danny is told she has a part to play in this prophecy by what character? Locked in. I don't think it was Melisandre because she wasn't there yet. All right, I'm just going to lock in with Melisandre because I can't think of another answer. All right, and uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Andrew. What did you say for that one? Uh, I said Melisandre. All right, uh, both locking in with Melisandre and both correct. It was Melis- Melisandre. Number five. Many mythical and some real creatures exist in the Game of Thrones world. Jon Snow was amazed to see a giant north of the wall, and in season six, the last giant was killed taking Winterfell. What was his name? Locked in. I'll lock in. It's it's wrong, but I'll lock in. All right. What did you go with, Kirk? Mogor. Mogor. All right. And Andrew, what do you have? I have Mag the Mighty. Unfortunately, no points awarded on that one. Uh, The correct answer was uh, One Wag, One Dar One, or One One. Uh, who I think is named after Phil Sims. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> as a brief aside, uh, so yeah, one one uh, I think is the probably the last giant uh, in Westeros, following the deaths of Magna Mighty and Dongo during the Battle of Castle Black. So, uh, at least in the show, I can't remember for the book specifically, but uh, yeah, one one. Okay. Uh, well, what's our score update here uh, after five for mini game two? Tied thirty to thirty. All right. Uh, moving on to question six. This landmark north of the wall is where the men of the Night's Watch found a cachet of dragon glass. I'm locked in. I'll lock in. I don't think it's right, but... Okay. What do you got, Kirk? Uh, I'll just say Hard Home. Hard Home. Okay. And Andrew? I have Fist of the First Men. All right. In common with uh, Neil Armstrong when he's angry on the moon, it would be the Fist of the First <laughs> Men. That is correct. <laughs> Points to... Uh, Points to a Andrew. Real on that one. pull there, Neil. <laughs> I do what I can. I do what I can. The only things I pull are weird jokes and muscles. So, I mean, it could have been Chuck Yeager too. You know, it could have been. You're right. It could have been Chuck Yeager. That's correct. Um, all right. Question seven. Right before he was beheaded, whose dying words were, "Kill me and be cursed. You are no king of mine." Locked in. Okay, I'll lock in. Okay, uh, let's start with you, Andrew. Is it? Lord Karstark. All right. And uh, Kirk. I said Ned Stark. 
Okay. Uh, well, the correct answer is. Uh, do we need to be more specific or no? No, no, because because uh, okay. he was Lord at the time. So okay, uh, it, it is uh, <laughs> Lord Rich. Uh, excuse Rick. me, Lord Rickard Carstark. Yeah. All right. Uh, question eight: Which two castles represent the northern and southern termini of the King's Road? I have something. I'll lock in. Okay. I'm trying to think of all the <laughs> all the credit sequences when they, you know, do the animation around, all, you know, all the all the different cities and whatnot. <clears throat> um, out of all the shows I, I've ever watched, like on Netflix and, and stuff, they give me the option to just skip intro. Game of Thrones, I never skip the intro. Well, because it's actually relevant. I, I find it so enjoyable. It is very relevant. It's like, oh, hey, that's where we're going today. Okay. Also, they put so much work into them. I sort of feel like, you know, they, they've earned my time and attention. Okay. I'm, uh, it's wrong. I'm going to lock in, though. Okay. Uh, what did you say, Kirk? Uh, I said the northern terminus was Winterfell and the southern terminus was Southport. Uh, Winterfell and Southport. Um, and let's go to Andrew. I decided not to overthink it. I went with Winterfell and King's Landing. All right. Well, unfortunately, no points awarded here. Uh, the two answers that we have are Castle Black and Storm's End. Storm's End. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, moving right along to number nine. A derivative of the name of one of her brothers. What does Daenerys say her son will be called? Okay. I'll, I'll lock in. All right. Uh, let's start with Andrew on this one. I said Raygon. Okay. Raygon and Kirk. That's actually what I wrote down to, Raygon. Uh, you both are very, very close. Uh, I just have to drop the N. It is Rago. Ah. The stallion that will mount the world. That's nice. right. <laughs> Starting to laugh because I remember, I, if pretty sure that scene, that's the scene where she eats the horse's heart, right? And, and then uh, so she's just like, Rago. And she's like, he's got like blood everywhere. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That was so long ago. The yeah, stallion okay. that will mount the world. That scene is great because she's so she's so close to being on the verge of just throwing up everywhere. <laughs> I distinctly remember that now because when she said it, we were like, "Did she just say prego like the spaghetti sauce?" <laughs> it's like all over her. Uh, someone uh, when I was in high school, very very quick uh, little anecdote. Oh, I uh, love these. Um, I never did anything to anyone. I was always very nice and respectful and everything. But one day, I walk outside to my car and someone dumped prego all over my car and it was are you kidding me it was at uh night and i didn't get to my car until about noon so and it was like a hundred degree day so my car just smelled like, like oh, prego got, like, you know, like baked onto it too it was did it like the super chunky one it was very chunky yeah uh, just all over i was so angry i was like who i never did anything to anyone and i just got pranked really bad i mean okay i did i did throw bagels and donuts at the house of a guy who was a terrible human being left over from Dunkin' Donuts, but it wasn't him because he had graduated it's already. It's like a gift, right? I mean, that's, that's like a nice thing to do. Exactly. I was like, hey, you, you have free bagels. For, you know, yeah, exactly. Donuts and bagels. All right. Uh, final question of Minigame 2. It uh, all comes down to this. Number 10. Name the two characters that tell Jon Snow you know nothing, Jon Snow. Okay, I'll lock in. It's probably not right, but... All right. What do you got, Andrew? I've got Egret and Daenerys. Okay, and Kirk. It's Egret and Melisandre. It's right after she throws himself, or she she throws herself at John, and he denies her, and then she turns and walks out the door, and then she turns around and says, "You know nothing, Jon Snow," and he goes, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is correct, Egret and Melisandre. Uh, so Jeff, uh, what do we have here for our score? 
between our two houses here. So I, I believe Kirk uh, had four right in the round for 40 points, and uh, Andrew had 50 points. Very, very close. Uh, and what uh, house was victorious there? Uh, so the, it was the House of Baratheon. House of Baratheon. So breaking with uh, breaking with the show a little bit there. I failed you, my queen. I don't know how many of those are left in uh, in Westeros. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, thank you both for competing in that round, uh, and also very very. Uh, <laughs> there there is a Baratheon left, sort of <laughs> that I, that I'm a fan of. <laughs> uh, and those questions, uh, those great questions, were from Matt Doherty and uh, Kelsey Barcom. So thanks guys for those. Jeff, why don't you tell us uh, who is going head-to-head, who has been in the locker room getting their fists taped up, or I guess it's medieval, sort of medieval times, so getting their chain mail on and their uh, their swords in their sheaths. Yeah, this is the the epic matchup that never happened. This will be the House of Greyjoy, represented by Caitlin, and House Tyrell, uh, which Eric is going to be representing. All right. Uh, I heard We heard some uh, poor words from you about Greyjoy. I believe I called them a lesser house. All right, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see how Greyjoy does and how Terrell does. All right, number one uh, in this last minigame. What is the name of Joffrey's first sword that Arya throws into the trident after Nymeria disarms him in season one? People like their sword questions, Neil. They do like their sword questions. Uh, Caitlin is locked in, so Eric can talk as freely as he'd like. Um, <laughs> I don't have much to say. <laughs> You, you remind me of a, a younger me. Uh, <laughs> the uh, If anybody has listened to, and I don't think there was any repeats, but I didn't go back and listen because I didn't want to hear it. Um, the first Game of Thrones episode we did uh, where I was in the hot seat, uh, the very first question was name the six dire wolves uh, and the six members of the House of Stark who have them. And I got through five of them and I couldn't, for the love of God, remember Summer. And it threw off the rest of my entire game. I was just like so incensed that I, I was just like, how could I, how could I forget summer? Like it's, it's like the best one. Uh, that's not ghost. Sorry, <laughs> ghost. I will not besmirch your name, but uh, yeah. So uh, you, you, you're reminding me of my, my younger self, Eric. So, well, thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I have an idea of what it may be, um, but I'm just, I don't want to start off with the wrong answer. <laughs> um, so I'm, um, yeah, I'm locked in. Okay, uh, let's start uh, with you, Eric. What do you have? I have uh, Lion's Tooth. All right, and Caitlin. I also have Lion's Tooth. Both correct. Both correct. <laughs> See, you didn't start out with the wrong answer. <laughs> no, but that was that my biggest fear is coming out here and just be like, oh, and I fell on my face. <laughs> That's all right. You guys both started uh, both started strong here. <laughs> the good news is you only have to do this once. Neil and I have to do it every week. So, <laughs> <laughs> number two. When I hit that steel, it sings. You gonna sing when I hit you? Which character said this line in season one and is alive as at the beginning of season eight? Presumably, I guess. Well, to be fair, that character's on the cast list for season eight, so <laughs> yes. I think I'm locked in. <laughs> Unsure, but uh, tentatively. <laughs> tentatively, okay. I I'm picturing the scene. I just can't think of who's saying it. If I knew the show better, I would do impressions for all of these quotes, but I just, I can't, I won't do it justice, so I can't. Um, all right, I'm locked in. I have an idea, but it could be the other one. All right, go. All right, uh, let's start with Caitlin on this one. Uh, I said the hound. All right, and Eric. Gendry. And the correct answer is Gendry. Ah. Oh. So that'll be uh, 10 points to Eric on that one. 
I had it down to him and Hot Pie, but I could picture them both talking, and I just couldn't remember who was saying it. It sounded like a gruff voice in my head. I couldn't remember he, what it was. <laughs> Gendry, Gendry actually said that too, Hot Pie. That makes yeah, no, that makes sense because it's I'm seeing it going back, but I just can't. Yeah, I do yeah. love the. Uh, w- could somebody make me like direwolf bread? Because I, I would be in on that. That's terrible. <laughs> no, it's not made out of direwolf. Oh. It's just made to look like a direwolf. <laughs> oh, okay, it's a little furry. It's not a fray pie, Neil. Oh, all right. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it sounds like uh, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. It does. Okay. Uh, number three. Who is the only character to have slain a White Walker in both the HBO show and the novels? Locked in. Yeah, I guess I'm locked in. I'll have to take a guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's start with uh, Eric. I'm going to go with the... Um... Second of my two answers, just to overthink it, I'll go with uh, Samuel Tarley. All right. Uh, you went with Samuel Tarley and Caitlin. I also said Samuel Tarley. All right. Points to both. Samuel Tarley. Yeah, I was hoping I didn't overthink that. Yeah, I was, was going to say <laughs> Jon Snow, but I figured that'd be too obvious. All right. Uh, question four. Upon the death of a Kal in Dothraki culture, his widow is required to become a crone and live in the only Dothraki city until death. What is the city name, and what are these widows called? Note, Daenerys is aware and ignores this requirement. So I'm looking for the city name and what the widows are called. I got the first part. I cannot think of the second part of this. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. Oh, I have a guess, but I don't know. I don't think it's right. <laughs> Caitlin has her hands on her face, looking very nervous. Ugh. Uh, I guess I'll lock in because I'm not coming out of that with anything else. All right, Caitlin is in. Yeah, I'll lock in. I'll lock in too, but I have no. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's start. Let's start with Eric. Uh, it's. I think it's Dash Kaleen is her name, but I can't come up with a city. I tried. Okay. And Caitlin. I said Varys uh, Dothrak, which for the city, or something along those lines, and then I said Horsewives for the widows but i cannot remember what that actually is so well if uh if you were playing as a team you would get full credit <laughs> uh because it is uh dash colleen uh for the widow's name and then uh i'm sure i'm pronouncing this incorrectly Vias dothrak Vias dothrak yeah so at least you both you mean you both said the right answers there if, ever, uh, if you listen to the show longer than like five minutes you'll know i'm a giant fan of the office uh as am i, I. Yeah, I think this happens in the office uh, where uh, Aaron's trying to learn Dothraki as a uh, as a language, and she thinks it's an actual language because uh, Dwight's teaching her, and uh, it's it's hilarious because <laughs> 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 she just like goes around and it's just like all. Um, I wish I was a a linguist because I'm trying to remember the exact like like the hard noise, like the glottal noise name for that, where it's just like all the cock sounds. <laughs> it just sounds horrifying. <laughs> so good though and she's trying to impress andy and andy's not impressed because you know it's a fictional language from game of thrones hmm. well maybe yeah maybe link to it uh in the show notes yeah that'll check be, it out that'll be funny <laughs> um all right well question five here uh it's going to be a multiple answer question uh we want you to name at least three of the seven members of robert baratheon's kingsguard so three of the seven members of his kingsguard okay i'm locked in all right I'm locked in. Okay. Uh, let's start with Caitlin. I said uh, Jamie Lannister, Barris and Selmy, and then Sir. Dantas. 
All right. And uh, Eric, what do you have? I had Jamie Lannister, uh, Salome, but I couldn't come up with a third. Okay. Um, I think that Dantos in question is Sir, is Sir Dantos Hollard. Is that the one year? Hollard, yeah. He's a drunkard, and then he's a fool. He's Joffrey's fool, I think. Um, yeah, but I thought he was a knight before that, but I might be confusing my characters because I know he was a drunkard, but I thought he was, like, demoted. He was an anointed knight, but I don't believe he was ever a Kingsguard. All right, yeah. I couldn't think of a third one, so that was all I came up with. <laughs> it was pretty close. Uh, um, the third one I mentioned before as a coward uh, who likes to spend his time with women and children because uh, it's uh, Barristan Selmy, Jamie Lannister, and Sir Marin Trant. Marin Trant, yep. Uh, we also have uh, Mandon Moore, Eris Oakhart, Boros Blount, and Preston Greenfield. And then uh, our note here is only Selmy, Lannister, and Trant uh, receive significant screen time or call-outs, uh, which is why we just ask for three. Uh, what's our score update after five there, Jeff? Tied 20 to 20. All right. Seven. Number six. <laughs> uh, name the person that Arya sparred with near the Trident in season one and the person that killed the sparring partner soon after. So the person who Arya sparred with and the person that killed the sparring partner. Okay, I'm locked in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock in. All right. Uh, let's start with uh, Eric on that one. The sparring partner was, I believe his name was Serio. Um, and I know he has a last name, but I don't have it. I hope it's not needed. Um, and I would say it was, I believe Marin Trant killed him. The only reason I have that name is because of the last question. Okay. And Caitlin? I said Micah, who is like the baker's son or something, and the hound killed him. Points will be going to... Caitlin. It was uh, Micah the Butcher's Boy, and he was ah, killed by Sandor yeah. Clegane, the Hound. Clegane. Clegane, excuse me. The <laughs> Dondarian. I, I was heading there at, at first, too. I wrote down Syria. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> Let me think no, about I, this. Yeah, not once you said it, I'm like, yep, that's, that's Yeah, it. near the Trident. Yeah, no, uh, is it uh, Beric Dondarian after Clegane kills Clegane? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, question number seven. Who gives Daenerys her dragon eggs as a wedding gift in season one? I'm not sure if this is on the registry, but <laughs> dragon eggs. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd love to put it on my future registry, Neil. Duly noted. I'll make sure you get those. I mean, one is worth like what? Like 30,000 unsullied. So, so if I play my cards right, I could get like 90,000 unsullied. <laughs> All right, I'm locked in. I am trying to remember his name. The only thing that I like I'm thinking of in my head is like Illyrio. But then I'm also like, wait, is it like the Zoandaxis guy? <laughs> I'm like going back and forth. But I think I'm gonna I'm probably completely off on this, but I'm gonna say Illyrios. And I believe that's a last name. So I'm gonna lock that one in. All right. And Eric, uh, what did you say? Well, I have the same first name, Illyrio, but uh, was it Mopatis? Yeah, uh, it is Illyrio Mopatis. Okay, so. all right, points to both. Oh, good, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I, a full name, uh, Magister Illyrio Mopatis, Mopatis? Mopatis, I believe. Mopatis, Mopatis, Mopatis. But, you know, that's like me and however I pronounced Hermione before the movies came out, so. Hermione, correct? Number eight, Cal Drogo kills Viserys in season one. What rule, punishable by death if broken, does Drogo satisfy through a technicality with his chosen execution method? 
me read that one more time. Uh, one I knew. Caldrogo kills Viserys in season one. What rule, punishable by death if broken, does Drogo satisfy through a technicality with his chosen execution method? All right, Caitlin is locked in. Uh, Eric, feel free to talk. Um, only thing that came in my head was the uh, it was a was a guest rule. It was the only thing I had. Okay, uh, uh, and uh, Caitlin. I said no blood spilt in their holy land, Ferris Dothrak. Yeah, uh, that's correct for Caitlin. Uh, so no blades may be used or blood spilled in the city, which is known as uh, Veus Dothrak. Uh, he kills him with a crown of molten gold. And the quote that uh, I say to my brother when I drop things on his head is, uh, crown for king. <laughs> the uh, That comes up again, I think, in season six when uh, Dariona Harris murders somebody because he refuses to give up his uh, dagger when they go to Veus Dothrak. Uh, all right, uh, question nine. What is the name of the Sellsword company in Essos? What is it? Sellsword, my bad. Is it Essos or Asos? Uh, Asos. Asos, okay. Asos. Asos, okay. You got to practice your high Valyrian. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to be a high Valyrian after all the coffee I just drank. Okay. (laughs) All right. Number nine. What is the name of the Sellsword company in Asos that Dario Noharis is working for when he meets Daenerys for the first time? What is the name of the sellsword company in ASOS that Dario Naharis is working for when he meets Daenerys for the first time? So not Michael Heisman. I think I'm locked in, but I'm probably wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> reluctantly locked in from Caitlin. Yeah. I, I have something. I, I just can't get it. I just want no answer. Okay. All right. Tapping from Eric. And uh, Caitlin, what do you have? I put the Golden Company, and I know that's not right, but I guessed it. <laughs> okay, uh, it is not the Golden Company. Uh, this is, uh, if if this was Coachella, probably the group that would be opening for the Mumford Sons. It is the Second Sons. Yes. Damn. Yep, that was sitting in the back of my brain. Just yep. not. <laughs> <laughs> I got stuck on the word company in the question. I'm like, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, all right, and our final question uh, for this minigame. What is the name of the stretch of land that belongs to the Night's Watch that is north of the Seven Kingdoms, but south of the Wall? All right, Eric is locked in. Uh, Caitlin, what are you thinking? I am not thinking much right now. Um, <laughs> I know this, too, and it's driving me nuts because I'm, like, picturing them, like, because they sent Gilly there in the show to keep her safe too. when like all the stuff was going down and now I'm like sitting there and I'm like going through the alphabet, trying to like hit on a letter. And I keep thinking the letter H, but I'm pretty sure. And I keep saying hair and held in my head and that's not it. And I'm just going through it and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to come up with something. Uh, I don't want to tap out. I'm just, but I'm not coming up with anything good. Uh, that's a classic Jeff move. You sit here for an hour <laughs> until Ken yells at you, except Ken's not here yeah. today, so you're in good luck. <laughs> okay, I'm going to lock in with a nonsense answer of Wildling Town. <laughs> All right, the uh, ever-popular Wildling Town. And Eric, what do you got? Um, I had it down to two. Um, I'm hoping this is the right of the two. Uh, it's I believe it's called The Gift. All right, well, if you are a Keanu Reeves or Katie Holmes fan... You would know that this is the gift. That is correct. Is that a Keanu Reeves, Katie Holmes movie? That it is. Yes. The Seether song as well. <laughs> I would be more inclined to know that than I would the <laughs> Katie Holmes movie. Caitlin, you were the town you were thinking of is Molestown. Ah, uh, that's what. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking of, which would not have been right anyway. 
think it's awful. If that was my second. That I had two, and I yeah, one of the two. Now I don't know much about Game of Thrones, but I do know that Molestown has the most dermatologists per capita of any town in <laughs> Westeros. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> Jeff, uh, what was that uh, final score of that last minigame there? So I believe uh, my math skills notwithstanding, I believe that Eric finished uh, with forty points in the round and Caitlin with fifty. Okay, well, um, congratulations to the competitors moving on. And uh, Jeff, who would that be today? Uh, so uh, we've got representing the House of Stark, Kelsey. Okay. Uh, representing the House of uh, Baratheon, Andrew. And uh, Caitlin, representing the House of Greyjoy, who I call the lesser house. Yeah, how's that <laughs> going for you now? So <laughs> I, I may have to eat my words, although I do not sew. Eat some crow. So. Eat some. There you go. <laughs> As Matt said, eat some crow. That's that's more of a uh, a, a thin thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> eat some. Eat some human liver too. At the thins. So unfortunately, uh, that means for uh, Matt, Kirk, and Eric, I believe your watch has ended. Uh, well, let's uh, let's start with Matt Doherty. Uh, you wrote some great questions uh, for us today. Uh, any parting words for um, your competitors who are moving on to uh, to part two? Yeah, good luck, Kelsey's. No offense to, no offense, <laughs> Kayla and Andrew, but I I ran into a buzzsaw there. So <laughs> yeah, that was just freaking destroyed. Eight me. out of ten. Yeah, she got ten out of ten. The, the she didn't draw, get one yeah. wrong. Yeah. Oh so, wow. Yeah, I mean, I lost when I got the second one wrong, so I was like, what's the point of him playing it? <laughs> yeah, I think the I think the number one and two seeds got paired up there. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what is the website, uh, Matt, that people can check out, uh, the organization you work for? BeTheMatch.org. BeTheMatch.org. Uh, great work that you do there. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, let's go over to, uh, our friend, uh, Kirk from San Diego, California. Uh, any, uh, last words, uh, from your end over there? Uh, it sounds like everybody's much more qualified than I to move on. So, uh, yeah, good luck competitors. Um, if you're in San Diego and you're looking for a good trivia game, visit LivePrizeTrivia.com. Shameless plug. Uh, I've started hosting a few games for them uh, various times in the week, and yeah, we have a really good time. Live Prize Trivia. So that was LivePrizeTrivia.com, and you can uh, get some questions from Kirk in person, Matthew Kirk to be exact. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, last but not least, uh, Eric Ede uh, from Buffalo, uh, why don't you uh, uh, tell us any parting words you have uh, yourself? Uh, just thanks for having me. This was awesome. Thanks for joining us. Just a uh, shout out to my dogs, um, Hightower and Tackleberry, and my trivia team. If they, I'm going to have them listen to this questions and banthas. So if they ever, you know, hook them onto this, it'd, it'd be great. Yes, yeah, get them on the uh, listening on the podcast. Let's have you come on and uh, play a game against each other or together. He did. They did mention that to me. Yeah, they said, you know, one way or another, they would be definitely open to that. So yeah, let us know. And uh, thank you very much for taking a chance on us, uh, seeing the ad, and uh, clicking through. We appreciate it. Well, it was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, all right, well, well, thank you very much uh, to all our competitors today uh, for taking the time. Uh, just to name them all once more, we had uh, Kelsey Barcombe from Denver, Colorado, Caitlin Joyce from Arlington, Virginia, Matt Doherty from Baldwin, Wisconsin, Eric Ede from Buffalo, New York, Andrew Woolery from Glen Ellen, Illinois, and Matthew Kirk from San Diego, California. Uh, we appreciate uh, all of your support uh, throughout uh, listenership and uh, all of those uh, of you who support us on Patreon. You can check out our Patreon to support the shows. We can do awesome bonus episodes like this uh, and uh, have the ability to uh, do remote episodes and uh, get extra content. And we have uh, signed posters and a bunch of different things uh, that you can uh, you can get uh, by subscribing to Patreon. So if you'd like to check us out, go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. 
and uh, get ready for part two. Part two is going to be uh, the final three with maybe a special guest uh, premiering uh, during the finale of Game of Thrones for the uh, series finale, which is going to be uh, the last episode ever. So, yeah, so Game of Thrones is is a, more of a TV show than a lot of TV shows are now, where they still serialize week to week. So we thought we would drag it out too. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, drag it out. Uh, so yeah, definitely look for that uh, and uh, give our show a try if you haven't uh, listened to it before and you're just here for Game of Thrones. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, but for uh, Jeff, who's in the studio, Ken and Matt, who are not here, uh, thankfully, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. Andrew, your dog is really cute. <laughs> thought it might be a little more entertaining <laughs> what's your dog's name uh his name is lando corgrissian <laughs> oh my god that's so good <laughs> that is amazing actually my wife beth named him so that makes a lot of sense having met your having met your wife that makes sense <laughs> yeah if you think this has a happy ending you haven't been paying attention As a long-time foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.